1: from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. So we recorded this show that you're gonna watch uh, a little early this week because we wanted to try to get ahead. We'll talk about that next week but Tom is not here for this very particular piece of the beginning recording because we weren't sure when this was going to get placed into our timeline. So it's just me welcoming you to the show. Thank you for joining us. We're going to jump right in. Here we go.
2: See, so this story comes from Nature. Climatologist Michael Mann wins defamation case. What it means for scientists. So jury awards Mann more than US $1 million, raising hopes for scientists who are attacked politically because of their work. So this guy's like, this, Michael Mann was the uh, climatologist who whose work really came up with the famed hockey stick yeah, graft. Yeah. Hockey stick graft, geez. Um, and that really drew an enormous amount of attention to him personally. And he received an enormous amount of vitriolic, hateful attention for it, including comparing him to
1: pedophiles. Yeah, because he was, he was at the same school as Sandusky, the guy who... Jerry Sandusky. Yeah, yep. the guy who uh-huh. diddled kids. Right. And they said something about, well, he, he hasn't... We, we can't prove he's molested kids, but he certainly molested the numbers when it came to this this graph or whatever. Right. And that's not okay. No. That's not okay. No.
2: Conflating a horrible child sex predator with a man who's dedicated his life to understanding and researching climate. No, that's not fucking okay. I, I, I think this is really important because it shows again, and Dominion shows the same thing. We just keep seeing the way to win here is civil. The we've gotta make it so painfully financially impossible for these assholes to troll everybody as if there is no repercussions, as if there's no recourse. When you get trolled like this, and Michael Mann even had to uh, defend as a public person, and that is the hardest kind of libel case to win or defamation case to win because you can pretty much say a lot of shit about people who are public figures, and and all of that is kind of covered. And somehow, because his work was so notorious, he then had notoriety. And so this fucking climatologist was being treated by the courts as a public figure, which I thought was absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. Yeah. He still won a million dollars. He still made we just this is
1: this has to be the strategy, doesn't it? I think so. I think this has to be the strategy. I think this is this is how you hurt people, and this is how you silence people because with these kind of ideas and with these kind of strategies. If you because because they get free reign and so much oxygen, mm-hmm. right? Basically, they'll go to a place like Twitter and nothing can stop them from doing this. Right. They can do whatever they want and say whatever they want. And Twitter now, even more than before, is a worse place, is a place that is that is unmoderated, awful, terrible, with people saying the most hateful, vile shit. And so someone, if 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 Twitter's not going to do anything about it, if the public square won't do anything about it, if Blogspot won't take down their blog or whatever, then you've got to do something about it. And if you can stop them monetarily and and freeze them up monetarily, this person, I guarantee they're not going to make comments like this again. This is going to learn you, right? What I am also blown away by is climate change is a theory that you have, and let's say you don't believe it. Okay, let's see your data. Let's talk it out. Yeah. Why does it have to turn into this vitriolic attack unless you feel fragile about it, right? Unless you feel so weak in this area, you wouldn't try to turn it into right. this kind of awful, terrible attack. You're doing this because your argument is so weak and no one believes what you think. You have to do this troll thing in order to convince other people, easily led people. You can't just come out and say, I have data that says your hockey stick thing is wrong. Right. Instead, it's <clears throat> you're a molester.
2: Yeah. Well, yo, know, I will say that the Big fossil fuel companies have worked so successfully for so long to teach a segment of America that ideas around climate change, research ideas around climate change, are fundamentally dangerous to their way of life. They have taught people that they they will lose their livelihoods. Sure, sure. They've taught people that they will lose their farms, that they will lose their small businesses, that they will lose... You know, their jobs at the oil refiners and the coal mines and you know on the on the oil platforms. So for for a lot of people, I think they do feel that this is a personally existential question.
1: And it's personally attacking them too, yeah.
2: right? Because you know, the Koch brothers and others, you know, and the and the fossil fuel companies who have fueled this rise of propagandized misinformation now for at least three decades, longer, probably. Um, they've made the American public, a certain segment of it at least, believe that this is a genuine f- danger to them. That if the hockey stick graph is presented as as truth, when they know it's a lie, they know because that kind of guy over there at BP Amico <laughs> wouldn't lie to me. That guy over at Shell... Yeah definitely doesn't have the ulterior motives. Right. Like, that, the Coke the brothers, who are heavily invested, I think there's only one brother now, yeah. but like heavily invested. The in, Coke bro. bro <laughs> the Coke bro. <laughs> you know, they don't know though that, that the interest that they've been hearing and the messaging sure. that they've been hearing has been propagandized from these sources. They've just internalized it. The same way we internalize so much information about the world we live in, sure. it comes from these sort of multifarious nebulous places. So we just have ideas in our head about how the world works and we can't usually trace back where those ideas came from. It's the, I think I read a book once or I saw a show about, or I think I heard something once where you just know you kind of know something, you know? And one of the things they've come to know, a huge segment of the population, is they've come to know that climate change is a lie and that if it were true, they would all lose their jobs, and Mama would lose the farm, and you know Uncle Jim would be out of a job on the oil rigs. Yeah. And they want to—they're coming for your
1: your, car. They, yeah. your car. they want your they, car. They—they don't yeah. want you to have a regular car. Right. And they don't even know how these electric batteries work. They don't even understand how this yeah. stuff works. Anyway. Well, they'll catch on fire as they'll soon as they'll catch on fire, out. and then what do you do? What yeah. will happen to you? My you know? dad,
2: my dad is not a conspiratorially minded guy. But I was talking to him about getting an electric car. I was like, "Yeah, I think my next brand new car I buy will be an electric car." And he's like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd buy one of those." And I was like, "Why? Why, Dad? You should buy an electric car." I was like, "You're the ideal consumer
1: yeah, for go an electric 10 car. Ten miles. You don't drive yeah.
2: anywhere, Dad. You know." And he's like, "Ah, uh, you know, I don't think those batteries are any good in the winter." And I was like, "They're they're fine. They get a little less range in the winter." Than they do in like the they summer or the fall.
1: They 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 Define, they purposely yeah. made stories this year to show that there wasn't places to plug them in or whatever, yeah. and that was the story, and that made everybody see that and think, oh, they're oh, terrible they're in winter. You can't yeah. can't use
2: them. Yeah, and he, my dad has brought that up. I don't know where I charge it, Dad. You charge it in your own garage. You, you live in a house here. Like you don't. Wh- what are you talking? about? Well, what if I want to go on a road trip? I was like, Dad, you go on a road trip every couple of years. Rent a he car. Rent a car. But that's, like you just rent a car for the occasional use. You buy a car for your everyday. And I said all these things to him, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." And at the end of the conversation, I still don't think I'd buy one. And I, he's just got it in his head, and he has ideas that he's not sure he's been sold the idea that he needs this extended range. I got to be able to drive 400 miles, Jesus, and I want to fill him. up in ten There's minutes. There's no
1: way your dad would drive 400 miles either. No, he can't do it. His he back, it. Would, his back would not any. let him do he can't it. it. Can't do it anymore.
2: But he's convinced he needs that ability. Yeah. And that, that's sort of like ideas that we all have around energy and jobs and climate change. I feel like they're very similar. Like they're just, there's this sort of embedded, personalized notions of how the world works that we can we can point by point go through it and be like, well, you know, this and that and this and that and this and that. And you're like, all right, well, all that's true. Still wouldn't buy one though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's like... Well, Well, and and, and that pushback is not just on electric cars. No. That pushback is on wind farms. That pushback is on solar. Yeah. All that stuff that is, at this point, starting to make, peek its head out to be like, this is the thing that we should really be focusing on is the thing that people are trying to demonize and trying to convince you that it is something that you don't want. Think of how much time Trump spent on fucking low-flow toilets and low-flow showers. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Look at how much time Trump spent talking about fucking uh, wind farms that are killing birds or how they look from the ocean or whatever or all these other little things, solar, shitting on solar, shitting on... He's shitting on anything that's green, any green energy. And so many people take what he says as gospel. So you've got a whole... Group of people in this country, 40% or 30%, 35% of people in this country, that a 100% follow that man off a cliff if he ran off 100%. Man, and yeah. so, yeah, and so of course they're gonna hate it, and there's gonna be other people, and so it's this weird, it's this weird, like you said, I don't know where I heard it from, but I know it's bad, and I know we shouldn't have these wind farms mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah, and, and you and, and you think of all the things we should have is more wind farms.
2: Yeah, we, we should cover the earth in wind farms. There should be wind farms like on
1: top of things we already There's have. There's so many places in Illinois that could be great places for it. Just great places for it. Yeah. And they're not, they're not, I, I know people are like, oh, they're unsightly or whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't find them unsightly. I don't care. Like I lived near one before, it's fine. I don't find them even remotely
2: unsightly yeah. personally, but also we should just have lots of different, we should have a multitude of different energy sources that are that are scattered and redundant across, and none of them need to burn anything. None of them need yeah. to burn anything. I saw something the other day, uh, this 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 week or last week, that California just reached over one hundred percent of its electrical no needs kidding. in entirely green sources.
1: It can be done. It absolutely can it, it, be done. It's done in in, in several European countries yeah. have it done already. I know Iceland for sure had it when I was there. They said all their all their electricity was geothermal.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. It's all
1: geothermal. I think if Norway hasn't done it, they're very close. And so, like, there's plenty of places. I mean, granted, Norway has also a lot of oil and gas industry that they ship to the rest of the world. Yeah.
2: And these are also tiny, tiny postage yeah. stamps compared to the United States Sh- in yeah. terms of the, 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 the total land mass. Yeah, yeah. But we can do it here. Yeah. And as the biggest, as the as the richest big energy user in the world. We need to set that example. So we crazy. need to do that
1: work. It's so crazy that we are not diving headfirst into it. I know this it, is a revolution there, we're missing. There's so much you could do. It could be. It's like, and they were saying, you know, it's trillions of dollars that you could be making doing this sort of thing, and we could change our own grid, but then also export it to the world, and we could do so much. And it's just it, we're just not we're even just trying, not doing not it. We're trying. running out of time. Constantly running out of time. About that stuff. fucking. Uh, Atlantic, how they're saying that that current might stop very soon. No, they don't even wait, know. what? So there's like some kind of crazy current that goes across the Atlantic, and they're saying that who knows soon it might just stop working and then really colder in northern part of Ur- uh, Europe and all the stuff that we do in certain places of the world has to change drastically because there's no more current taking nice Awesome, so good. Weather.
2: So, so good. Yeah. yeah. Glad I had kids. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Whoopsie. Stock up on heroin.
3: Fuck
2: you, boss, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. All right. This story's from The Guardian. Putin, Putin, I think it's pronounced Putin, says he prefers Biden to Trump and mocks Tucker Carlson's questions. Russian president says Biden is more predictable in remarks likely to be an attempt
1: to make mischief in US elections. Yeah, uh, the the back and forth between them. First off, he made Tucker sit for two hours. He's. I guess he's famous for doing this. He just like makes people sit cuz it's petty and shitty and he makes people just wait for him for hours cuz oh, he's he just like wait is like hours late like hours late so he just makes him wait I would fucking wait 5 minutes and then walk the fuck out I was going to say what if what if i 5 minutes and I'd be like mm. I'm done sorry buddy I'm out yeah. peace out go. Get somebody else to fucking talk to. I I wouldn't, I there isn't anyone I would wait two hours for. <laughs> there isn't a single human being I would wait two hours for. Not no. one on the world. No, there's I don't even think there's many I would wait 15 minutes for. <laughs> Come on. I, 15 minutes. 15 minutes is an egregious amount of time to be late. It, you, I, you have, I have been more than 15 minutes late. There, like I say, for me. Very few very people. Few. <laughs> very few people, but that's an egregious amount of time to be late. If you're late two hours... Two hours, you didn't show up. Fucking, when you get there, I put you in a cannon and then shoot you back where you came from. <laughs> Fuck you, two hours late. Two hours
2: late. I don't, I genuinely, I don't, I'm kind of there with you. Like, uh, Tucker Carlson is not going to get fired if he cancels that interview. Because he, like, well, who does he work for now? Yeah, no, I, he works for like Joe's Radio City or something. This is how
1: he's going to feed himself. Right. Yeah. 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 But so, he was, he was... uh talked down to throughout this entire interview. Um, at a certain point, uh, Tucker is called soft and he's, and he, and and Putin says, you you know, I'm glad you didn't get in the CIA or what it's way too hard for you. It's way too difficult for you. Uh, he, uh, mocks the questions that he's being asked. At a certain point, Tucker tries to interrupt him and he like kind of just waves at him and talks for another 40 <laughs> minutes. From what I hear, it's an absolute disaster. I didn't watch interview. it. It's a, I, I didn't watch it either, but like it's what yeah. I've read after right. the fact. Uh, yeah. It's like a disaster of an interview. Good. So, but the, the, the here's what I want to focus on more than anything else. Why the fuck is someone interviewing a fucking tyrant like that? I, this is like interviewing Hitler. Yeah. The,
2: uh, seriously, the uh, Vladimir Putin has invaded a sovereign nation with no cause. Yeah. He is in the middle of an imperialistic bloodbath war against a sovereign nation in Europe. And we are interviewing him like he's a legitimate person. Everywhere he should go, he should be like, oh, I can't go there. I might get arrested. Nobody should be meeting with this guy. Nobody should fly over to meet with him everybody should no we don't we're not talking with that guy that guy's got nothing he's got he's got nowhere he can go where he's not persona non grata giving him the time of day and the oxygen is a gross mistake it yeah. gross
1: like we should deplatform Vladimir Putin sure we really should no I'm, I'm right there with you like yeah. why would you give him a platform but even worse is Tucker Carlson and you know all these people on the right who want to glorify what Russia is doing yeah. because one, because it triggers the libs. Yeah. They hate that the the libs are, you know, pro-Ukraine or whatever. So they hate that. And then so whatever they can do to boost the other side is great for them. That makes them feel good when they hurt anybody on the other side's feelings or whatever they think. Yeah. Right. And it's not just that it it's gonna hurt people's feelings, but then you're you're broadcasting it to a group of people who are going to clip it and share it and popularize Mm -hmm. this person's stance, clip it out. So, you know, the best thing that could have happened was him treating him like shit. Because that's the thing that's getting play from almost everybody is him getting treated like shit is Tucker Carlson getting treated like shit. I hope when he comes back they take his passport away or something or put him on a watch list from now yeah, on. Yeah, no fly list. Yeah, put him on a list from now on. You yeah. be like, "Well, clearly you're you're talking to uh, like enemy governments or whatever, so or governments that have shown that they uh, they don't have the best interest at heart of the, in the United States. So we're going to put you on some kind of fucking list and follow you around. Yeah, or whatever.
2: I, I think they should do that. And I genuinely, I think they should put him on the no-fly list. Yeah, He should, Tucker Carlson should have to fucking drive everywhere. No overseas.
1: He should he's never drive, be able to get on a plane he's ever again. Got, he's got to get on a ferry that goes from the, the Alaska <laughs> to Siberia and then drive all actually, the way to Moscow. They stop at Sarah Palin's house because you can see from there, They're from so, her house. They just, they just put you in a catapult and shoot <laughs> you across the... <laughs> archipelago <laughs> up there or whatever you skip like a stone ding
2: ding 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 ding
1: he should interview fucking Sarah Palin
2: That would be amazing I would love here's what I would have loved to have seen Sarah Palin interview Vladimir
1: Putin oh man that Sarah Palin missed her calling as somebody who could be a hard-hitting journalist <laughs> Whatever happened to her? Uh, she lost something up there and got really mad. And then I haven't heard. From oh, her yeah. Since. She yeah. lost. She was trying to get her governorship yeah, back. Yeah, she lost. And, and she they, have got mad. Forced, they have that forced, that, that ranked, ranked choice, rank choice, baby. Ranked yeah. choice. She got destroyed, Makeda. You know, I talked a couple weeks ago about grassroots stuff. Yeah. That's the grassroots thing you do. Yeah, you right. choice. You're right. That's the grassroots thing we start we, we That's start. That's how with. we get things done. That's how you do it is you do rank choice voting and you work on all these other things that are like rank choice voting. And the best part of rank choice voting is states can allow it. So it doesn't have to be the, you, don't, you can ignore, You don't have to do it at a federal level. You can ignore the United States government. You can just go to your state and get it done in your state. You know, and just keep going. That would be, be outstanding. Get, get that done in your state, and then get that uh, electoral college sign-on thing done. Yeah, where where the electoral college. It doesn't matter who wins your state after that once all these signatories are on and they beat 260, 260 votes. Right now, there's 17 states, I think, that are signed on to this pledge that whoever wins the popular vote, it doesn't matter what their state did. Right. They gonna are going to go with whoever the popular call, vote yeah. vote goes for as long as it reaches 260. They won't do it until then, but when it reaches 260 then they will go with the popular vote period and then it won't matter what other states do the other states can do literally whatever they want as long yeah. as you have 260 popular votes going to win every time and so that's another thing that you do to get your get your cuz there's plenty of there's plenty of places in this country that it's been passed by one of the houses right and it's not made it past that's a great grassroots thing to do yeah. get the get the national popular vote to be the presidency that's another big that thing you can do that would be huge You could do that. That would be huge. You can do that. And then you could also do the rank choice voting in your state. And those change the perspective of your state in a huge way. And those two things
2: would immediately allow for more progressive candidates to make it further through the process. Absolutely. Right now, the process really does not reward progressive candidates. It really rewards a centrist Democrat. Yeah. yeah. It really does. And we know it does because we've just seen it happen time after time after time after time. This process would actually reward more progressive candidates. For sure you never know when you might need the services of a plow, man. Holy shit. This story is from ABC News. I got to read the whole thing. Florida deputy fires weapon after mistaking sound of acorn hitting patrol car for gunshot. A Florida deputy is seen firing his weapon repeatedly at his own patrol vehicle after mistaking the sound of an acorn hitting the roof of the car for a muffled gunshot, according to a video released alongside a sheriff's office investigation. trying try to watch it and see what happens? I've tried to watch this. I did not... It, it didn't work for me. Oh, okay. Newly released body camera footage of the November 2023 incident shows the dramatic moments the Ocaloosa County deputy shot at his patrol vehicle while a handcuffed suspect was inside. I'm hit. I'm hit. The deputy, Jesse Hernandez, can be heard yelling, though no one was shooting at him. What? He didn't even get hit by the acorn. The acorn hit the car, Cecil. As he stumbled to the ground, Hernandez yelled, shots fired four times, according to the video and an internal investigation conducted by the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Department of Professional Standards. He then opens fire on his vehicle. A sergeant with the sheriff's office also fired her weapon multiple times at the patrol vehicle, believing Hernandez was in danger, according to the report. After the sergeant asked if he was okay, Hernandez responded, I'm good. I feel weird, but I'm good, the footage shows. The two had responded to a report of a stolen vehicle at a residence near Fort Walton Beach on November the 12th, according to the report. A woman reported that her boyfriend was refusing to return her vehicle and had been calling and texting her threats, including what appeared to be a firearm suppressor pointing at the dash of the victim's vehicle. The boyfriend was detained, searched, handcuffed, and placed in the rear of Hernandez's control vehicle. While approaching the vehicle to conduct another search, Hernandez told investigators that he heard what he believed to be a suppressed weapon off to the side. At the same time, I felt an impact on my right side, like upper torso area, he said in an interview. Hernandez and the sergeant both fired their weapons at the patrol car until their firearms were
1: emptied. Okay, I got to put this on the screen now. I can't, we can't find the actual video, but if you look at this, this guy is on his, on his side. Yeah. So his body cam is, he's on his side and he's unloading his gun into the car. Like when you were a kid and you were playing army,
2: an acorn fell. He's like, I'm hit, I'm hit. He throws himself to the ground. He didn't get hit by a gunfire, right? Worst case scenario, he also got hit by an acorn. He goes tumbling to the ground. Sure. And he feels weird and he's, I'm hit. You're not hit. You the the thing that really struck me, and thankfully it wasn't, wasn't one of the acorn. many bullets. Lucky yeah, it he was an, an acorn. acorn. Yeah. Is this guy panics and he freaks out and he shoots and empties his fucking gun at a non-existent threat after after completely imagining that he had gotten shot, imagining it so hard and play acting it so hard that he falls and tumbles to the ground despite literally nothing having happened to him physically. Yeah. That that I can still almost wrap my head around, not justify but kind of almost maybe wrap my head around. Here's what's so fucking perniciously awful about the police department though. As soon as he starts shooting, the other cops start shooting. She could not have heard a shot, could not have- Felt what he felt. Felt what he felt. Yeah. But immediately once one cop shoots, all cops just start shooting. There is no individual like decision-making process about threat. It's just like one cop made the decision to shoot; everybody unloads. That's egregious. In the in the rest of the article, this guy gets
1: fired. He he resigns.
2: Oh, I thought I thought they said there was they could not be reasonably. I
1: I, I thought he said he resigned, and maybe I'm thinking of something else.
2: Oh, he did. So the investigation determined that Hernandez Hernandez's use of force was not objectively reasonable. He resigned during the course of the investigation nearly a year after joining the force. But for the woman who emptied her clip... Also did the same thing. She didn't. They said
1: it was objectively reasonable. That it was a reasonable thing. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if he acted out... I mean, if somebody screams, I'm hit, I'm hit, I'm hit, that may make you think somebody shot a gun and I just didn't hear it. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. there's something there that makes me think maybe you know, his actions, how he was overreacting and screaming, that might have, you know, his panic attack may have caused her to just think something bad had happened. I don't agree with it because you should be able to look at your threats and know your threats because yeah. at this point, you're shooting blind. There's nothing you're shooting at. That's, that's right? right. You're shooting at nothing. So what you're doing is you're just shooting in a direction where he thought you should be shooting, but he's having a panic attack. Right. You can't objectively. Now, if she took cover or she tried to drag him away or whatever, all of that that's would make the, all right, the sense That's the, the right thing to do. Yeah. But when he starts, when she starts to open fire, she's firing blind on hearsay.
2: Yeah. That's the thing is... He has not targeted a, there's a man in a car in handcuffs. He's shooting at his own car. He's not targeting anything in that car. He misses. The man in the car is uninjured. They both (laughs) miss every shot. They're just panic shooting into this car. Both of these officers cannot be trusted. They They are obviously of terrible judgment. They fucking lost
1: their fool minds and just shot up their own car. Their own car. And can you imagine the fear of the guy inside the car? Could you imagine I mean, first off, being that guy, thankfully, fucking Barney Fife can't hit the side of a barn for because, fuck's sake. Or, or maybe there's a possibility that there's thick metal in there that might be protecting him. Hopefully that, you know, like, but my goodness, I th- when I read this story, the, the one thing that popped out at me, Tom, was the only reason that someone would ever do this. The only reason why there could ever be any of this happening is we have guns available to anybody yeah. in this country. Yep. Because if you didn't have guns available to everybody in this country, one, no one would think there was a shot from somewhere. No one would flip out like this. This guy probably worked himself up hearing about a stolen car, Yeah. heard this, got an adrenaline bump, was freaking out, caught this guy, got him in cuffs, probably had a half a panic attack then. And then the tiniest thing, set off his, you know, pre-strung PTSD that he yeah, had right. fucking wound up himself and then he flipped his shit, right? Yeah. First off, somebody like this, you know, there needs to be better testing just for people who are going to have to do this work. I just don't believe that we do the right amount of- no. psychological Psychological testing. testing and- Stress testing. N- stress testing, but it also just- you know just training yeah. i don't feel like we do any of that at all we 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 let people come on with tiny amounts of on the job or previous training nothing essentially nothings i feel like you need to turn this into something that is you know you make a police officer job a four year degree minimum yeah you change a lot of what happens to how police officers act to the public and how police officers, you know, interact with each other and how police officers are chosen. I think if you turn it into a job that is, you know, something that is difficult to get into, it it suddenly weeds out the people who, one, might be a little high-strung, right? For fuck's sake, yeah. But then also people who are <laughs> malicious and mean and sadistic, right? right. There's, there's plenty of those people who do that job because they know that they can fucking beat somebody up. Yeah. And so they do that job because of that this guy gets this job because I don't know why and he's also super high strung And any fucking, if if he dropped his soda, he'd unload on the fucking 7-Eleven guy. (laughs) I know. So, you know, you weed out both of those people. You get them both out of there. But the only reason this, the only reason this happens and it's the only place in the world this happens is because our citizenry has so many guns. Yeah. We're a washing gun so that like you can, because one of the things that said,
2: if you scroll down just to the end of the article, I want to read what the um, the the police office, the office of the cop says that very last paragraph. Though Hernandez's actions were ultimately not warranted, we do believe he felt his life was in immediate peril, and his response was based off the totality of circumstances surrounding this fear. Just as we have an obligation to protect our officers so they can go home safe to their families, law enforcement has the same obligation to put any citizen being inve- to any citizen being investigated for a crime. But it's that first part where he says, "Hey, look." This wasn't warranted, but we do believe that he thought he was in immediate peril. That's exactly your point. He only can believe that because he lives in a culture so awash in firearms that it is a somewhat reasonable worry that at any time somebody around you has got a goddamn gun. Yeah, man. They don't have that same constant immediate peril training. They train these cops to believe they're in constant danger. They tell them the most dangerous thing you're going to do is a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. Always be afraid. Touch the back of your car to put your fingerprints on it in case you get fucking murderated and kidnapped. And you know They teach them that their job is the most dangerous possible thing that can be done. And they teach them that because they teach the fear that we have reasonably of living in a gun culture. Holy shit! This is from Right Wing Watch. It's that simple. Mark Meckler says the only way to secure the border is by invading Mexico.
1: Yikes! Well, let's uh, see what Mark Mexler has to say. I, first time I've heard of this guy.
4: I might even be more radical than those guys on this. I, I don't. I don't think there's any way to solve this permanently without military action. Yeah. Uh, we can create a buffer on our side of the river, on our side of the border, and that's helpful. Sealing a thirteen hundred mile border very difficult. And I think you know, he said, "a, a board, whatever a buffer zone." I would call it. It's like the DMZ between the Koreas. Yeah, there needs to be a kilometer of cleared territory that is a no man's zone. Come in here, we we believe you're hostile. You have hostile intent, and we're going to clear you out. And it needs to be that way. That would require military action, whether that's from Texas or the federal government. I would prefer it's the federal government does that. I think that we ought to acknowledge that the cartels have declared war on the United States of America. Uh, And whether they say it or not, in their actions, they've declared war on us. They control our border now. I don't know if you've seen Ben Shapiro's new special uh, on the invasion. It's absolutely incredible. Got a drone flying I right. I thought up. you were
1: going to ask me if I saw Ben Shapiro's new rap song. I did see that. <laughs> yes, number one, by the way. I was very uh, good, which too. Which he is very proud of. Yeah. It's, it's just weird, man. But it's black music. <laughs> 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 I want to. I want to stop. It for is a not second. number one, by the way, anywhere that you stream anything. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not number one. He's number one by novelty. Yeah, right. The only reason why he was number one for a second on any other plot on any platform was because of novelty. Yeah, because they. It, it's like. It it's like if you got Joe Biden to do a rap song, yeah. Well, it like, would be number one for novelty for a right. day or two. I think
2: I read though that it's it, it was number one only on only specifically if you purchase the song. So it was for people buy well, but most I don't buy songs, right? Right. So I stream everything. So the most popular music is not. It's going to be what's on fucking Spotify or what's on you know uh, some Apple streaming service. Right. It's not on. Who bought a song? <laughs> who buys a
1: song? Old, out of Dutch people buy songs. Yeah, yeah. I don't. What was the last song you bought with money? I pay for albums from a album from people I like, but I still stream everything. Yeah. So what I do is, if I like a band and I like their music, I buy their album digitally. Digitally. Okay. But then I just still stream it from the same platform I've always been streaming. It. Right. I just do it because I want to pay them some. You want Yeah. You yeah. want to support the band? Yeah. yeah. So I do buy them, but I don't do it because I want to listen to this song. Yeah, right. I literally never even open up that section of my, my. I, I don't even know that I download them. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm not sure I even download That's them. That's a really good practice. Yeah. I've not done that. I
2: just pay for a, a, well, the a streaming, streaming service.
1: I know streaming doesn't pay a lot.
2: Right. It no, doesn't your pay. Your idea, yours
1: is better than It mine. doesn't yeah. pay the, the, the artist. Right. So I want to buy their album. Right. And I don't, I, I listen to a very, like, eclectic set of music, so I will buy songs very often from, you know, small artists. That okay. It makes a difference to them, so.
2: I actually have bought I, bought, I got a record player recently, so I bought a bunch of records. Did you really? I did, yeah. yeah. Record player? I bought an old-school full stereo off Facebook Marketplace, piece by piece by piece, just for kicks. I don't know, a month or two ago, I bought an old receiver like I used to sell when wow. I was in Second City. For nothing, you could get this stuff like awesome gear that would have been so expensive when I sold it in the late nineties, fifty dollars from somebody at Marketplace. Then it works good. Works awesome. Does it sound good? Sounds amazing. I have a, I have a pair of speakers that I used to sell for thirteen hundred dollars. I got them for seventy five bucks. Seventy five bucks. Seventy five bucks. They sound outstanding. I bet they sound. I great. have a beautiful those, stereo in
1: my office. Those big ass st- speakers back in the day had some amazing sound.
2: These are a pair of like. Infinity bookshelf speakers with powered subwoofers built into the side. They're these Overture ones. They're beautiful. They're beautiful speakers. Seventy-five dollars from somebody. Just they they're just rid get them.
1: rid of them. Yeah,
2: they're just no use for them anymore. So, like, yeah, I think I put the whole thing together for under three hundred dollars. Record player receiver. How does the
1: record player sound? Record player sounds great.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to play with it. I just thought it'd be fun. Yeah, I actually have a, an old iPhone hooked up to it, so I can stream, you know, music directly. And stuff.
1: Yeah, anything music, I want. Yeah
2: but I bought eh, probably 20 albums or so just to play with a record player.
1: I hear it sounds different. Yeah. it Does it sound a little? A little bit. I think,
2: I think you would be really hard pressed to hear a significant difference. If you have a nice record player with a good stylus and then you also are streaming with a decent phone, hardwired, not Bluetooth, and you're streaming at a very high bit rate. And I did toggle input to input. I started a song, started a song, toggled back and forth. Do they sound a little tiniest bit different? Tiniest bit. Yeah. It's, it's nominal. The record player is just more fun. I see. It just feels kind of cool. Sure. To put on a yeah. record and there's some tactile, you know, something to it that I just thought was kind of cool. Does, like I said,
1: you can get it for next Does nominal. Jeeves come over and say, "Yo, music, sir. And then you put it on and it blows you away. <laughs> it does. That's That's exactly the way good. I was pretty uh, I
2: So I, I guess, yeah, I did. So Ben Shapiro. I'm ben
1: Shapiro. Like, yeah. We were talking about Ben Shapiro, but like, you know, the, the the thing that they're talking about is creating a, a demilitarized zone. Yeah. One kilometer in their space, right? He's not talking about our space. Yeah. We, he's not we talking we about going to
2: invade f- Mexico if it was going to build it on he's our space. He's not talking about our space. Right. You know,
1: he's not talking about our space. No. He's talking about their space. And he's saying we need to keep it so that if if like a woman, this is the thing that they miss is they think that everybody who's coming over this this border yeah. Is someone who's trying to enter the country illegally and has no place here, right? right. They don't have any place here. One, pe- we need immigrants. Like that's just true. We need immigrants yes. to come into the country. But I think what they don't understand is that there's asylum seekers that are searching, that they are trying do to not get. Care. They don't care about them. But that's. But I don't think they even know about them. To be yeah. perfectly frank, I don't even think they know that there's people out there that do this. I also think too. They don't understand economics when it comes to very specifically people coming across the border to do work for other people under the Mm -hmm. table. They don't understand that at all. No. Could you imagine if, you know, right before harvest season, they did this and they shot everybody who was going to come across there? Because, you know, we've seen it happen when they started to crack down in Florida. They had that that law or whatever. Oh, yeah. So many places were immediately opposed. So many businesses were immediately opposed to that that law and things that were happening down there. Because they rely on migrant labor. Because they rely
2: on that labor. Yeah. Yeah, we, we as America is built on the back of migrant labor and always, always has been. Yeah. And very specifically, very, very cheap and often under the table paid migrant labor. Exploited migrants. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 our meat packing industry, our uh, construction industry, yeah. our uh, uh, fruit p- picking and vegetable industry, our farming industry. These are industries that rely every day on this essential illegal. Because totally of the way illegal. we not because the people are illegal, but because the way we pay them and, it, and exploit them is illegal. And labor. I think
1: you and I both agree that this shouldn't be happening. No, but, right? That but big business right. has been getting away with this for years, yes. and this shouldn't be happening. It should be you know first off, you don't have anybody who's willing to do these jobs anyway. Right. So we should. Welcome people into the country that are willing to do jobs that other people aren't. Right? We we have plenty of work for these people. This is a. There's no reason to keep them out in this case. But then, very specifically, they should become citizens, and their jobs should be protected by the government. Instead, what they have is just. The, a guy who pays them under the table and then treats them like absolute shit. There's so many documentaries out there you can watch where you, you look at these people who are living in these terrible trailers, working yeah. in terrible conditions, dying on the job. We don't give a shit about those people. Nope. Yeah. And those people those people are suffering so that you could have cheap eggs.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, the the reason that you can get a a home built or a, a roof put on or, you know, a uh, chicken for 99 cents a pound or whatever it is for, you know, chicken parts. I know, please don't email me the cost of chicken is more than 99 cents, I know. But like the reason things cost what they cost is because of the exploitation of migrant labor. Yeah. That's yeah. that's just true. Yeah. And these guys want to spend I would I would guess trillions of dollars to create and then maintain and then surveil a 1300 mile long, 1 kilometer deep border zone. And then his comment that he would assume that anybody crossing that zone has hostile intentions. When as to your point, most, almost none do. Yeah. Almost none do. Most don't have any hostile intentions at all. Most of them are just trying to survive their own lives. They're trying to live a life. They don't have any intentions on America. They have a personal intention to increase the quality of their life because they're coming from a place where survival is untenable. And we have a need to bring those people in. We have an obligation to bring those people in. And because they're human beings, to treat them as human beings, not to create a no-man's land full of, you know, fucking attack dogs yeah, and landmines. And,
1: and zombies right. or whatever. You what want. world does he want to build? He wants to build a militarized border, which is terrifying. I, you know, a lot of people seem to think, and I think this person thinks it too, that there's some sort of open borders, that there's an open border somewhere, Right. right? Is there poorest places in our border? Absolutely. I think there's a lot of people that are in in our country that are pro-immigration that are almost certainly not open borders. I'm not an open border guy. I think what you need to do instead of policing the border is pay for more and more people to— Vet people coming in from the border and check those people in quickly and get them settled into our country in an organized, quick way. That's what I think you need to do. And then, of course, there's going to be people you vet that you turn away. There's going to be people that come in as asylum seekers that say that they have said something and then you research it and then they don't get to stay here. That's going to happen. And the more you fund that, the more you're going to get the people who are being honest and true and want to come in the country and are looking to try to save their own life you're going to you're going to save as many of those people as possible yeah. if you fund that correctly. If you don't, what you have is a shitty ad hoc terrible process that takes years and years and years and all it is is a reason for people to fight over it. That's all it is. It could be fixed. You could fund this in a way that would be more organized and better for everybody, but we're so unwilling to do it.
2: And so much of the worry is of anti-immigration activists is they are terrified of a shift away from white power. That's really, that yeah. racism is at the root of most
1: of this. Sure, I, I don't know. disagree. Yeah.
4: I would sit down and I'd pop some pills and I'd drink some rum and I would just go and go and go and go and go and I'd be typing so fast that I'd be sweating and I'd tear it off and I had a motto, which was first draft, last draft, get it out the door. And even that motto could use a second draft. You know what I mean? So this story comes from the Joe My God blog.
2: Scientology leader dodges sexual assault summons. So this is David Miscavige.
1: Miscavige. 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 He kind of looks like if you look like look at him. He very much looks like uh, Tom Cruise in a new role. Right? It looks oh, he like, does. It looks like Tom Cruise. As you know, he's going to get his Oscar this year because he, he lost a little weight and right. he's wearing prosthetic nose or something. He, he's going to jump on someone else's. He's creepy couch. enough. He looks like he's wearing
2: prosthetic eyes.
1: <laughs> these people, these people get away with a lot of shit all the time. And the time. this guy has been. This is. You said this isn't the first time this has happened.
2: Yeah, he's been dodging court summons now for years and years and years. Like they, he's constantly. Dodging some kind of summons. He's playing a game, right? So it's a delaying tactic because ultimately what will happen is if you can't serve somebody for long enough, they just have to file public notice. So they basically put a tiny little ad in the newspaper that says, Hey, asshole, you've been summoned. We tried to get in touch and you couldn't reach you. But you have to go through all the hoops before you are able to move away from the direct the direct uh, service to the public filing piece. And so if he can dodge that longer and longer, he stays free, right? And if you are worried about sexual assault allegations, for example, having some credibility, you're not going to take service. Don't they have like a big boat he could just be on?
1: He might be on that boat, man. Don't they just have like a big boat that they make people work for free on or whatever? They do, yeah. The the, Sea Org. Sea (laughs) Org. The Sea Org, yeah. They just have this crazy boat that's like a... They had a whole fleet. It's of, like one of those sovereign citizen boats. Or yeah, something man. Like that. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. The fucking like, uh, what the fucking? What's that guy's name? The guy who started the fucking science fiction writer. I forgot his name already. L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. Because David Miscavige is the uh, protege of L. Ron Hubbard. So he, after L. Ron died, David Miscavige took over.
1: This is the this is the guy that uh, that Tom Cruise saluted, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. At the crazy convention. At the, so,
1: and they. The thing is, like this. Do you think the, that they get together and jump on couches together <laughs> and like stare at each other and then jump and on the couch hands and hold hands up and, up and down. jump on the couch and then jump off and God. then jump on the couch again? Who fucking knows what these weirdos <laughs> do?
2: Scientology is the weirdest shit. It is so unutterably bizarre. And it really speaks to, we were talking, I think in the last episode, maybe that I were talking recently about like, you know, there are some ideas that if you get them all at once, you'll never believe it. Right, if you if you got the whole set of ideas all at one time, you'd be like, "Come on!" But if you get it was when we were talking about the Super Bowl ad. But if you get like introduced to the idea, mm-hmm. then you can add a little one, and yeah, you can yeah. add one, yeah, you can yeah, add one. Yeah, yeah. Scientology is just like that. If you were to walk up to somebody and be like, "All right, let me tell you the whole story of Scientology,"
1: everybody volcanoes, would be like, "Volcanoes, volcanoes, full volcanoes, of volcanoes, volcanoes, volcanoes." What? Yeah. You'd be like, so there's a an, a, a flying space 747. Feels like it was made by like a three year old who happened to have yeah. one of those clay volcanoes that somebody had at a fucking science <laughs> fair that you put baking soda and vinegar in. Yeah. And then a couple of dinosaurs <laughs> and a jet. Yes. And they just made a story about it. And For, then someone wrote it down. Dude, it's not that far off. There's an
2: episode of Citation Needed that I did on know Ron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. He is, I think, still the most prolific. Science fiction author, author of all time. He just cranked shit out, just constantly was cranking shit out. It's this is just more crank out bullshit. Yeah. This is just cookie cutter nonsense, but it's trickled out to their adherents in these like tiny little pieces. So the next more insane thing just feels a little bit insane, yeah, yeah. right? So like you've already bought in, you're this deep. You've already bought all these other crazy ideas. So like a little extra crazies now and a little. And finally, you're like all the way shifted over into the space where you think there's like 747s flying through space full of thetans to drop in volcanoes. And you're just like, yeah, all that is definitely true. And we should definitely live in a compound. And it's okay to have kids on a boat in the middle of the ocean in the part of a paramilitary religious organization.
1: Like it's all so insane. So insane. I want to ask you, because this is something that I think when we first started the show, we steered clear of. Yeah, we were worried about it. Because, them. and I think back then, this was before cell phone cameras were ubiquitous, before there was an opportunity to fight back publicly, like on social media. hmm they would ruin your fucking life. Yeah. And they still try to do that. They shit. still try to do it, but I don't see them as being as effective nowadays. Yeah, I don't know that they are. I don't either. think they're as effective as they used to be, right? They used to public like physically intimidate people. They yeah. used to come over and try to do stuff like this and then try to ruin their life and try to call people and get them like fired and all kinds of they would do all kinds of shit to people who were anti-the church of Scientology. Right. And when we first started this, both of us were a little worried about talking about Scientology stories because we had seen so like so many stories of people's lives ruined. yeah, we mm-hmm. still did it, but we were a little leery of it yeah mm-hmm. And now I haven't seen a single story in a long time about somebody's life getting ruined or some you know some crazy thing happening. And what I have seen though is like sometimes Scientology people, try to bully somebody and they get their they get pushed back or whatever because there's a bunch of people with a cell phone that make them go away. Right. Because what they're doing can be shown to every you know what I mean. So Yo, uh-huh. I wonder if that, you know, while we may decry the democratization of that sort of thing sometimes. For sure. It doesn't have no good it, effect. It certainly has a good yeah. effect here.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think I think that that's exactly what has happened that the visibility has turned against them, has worked against them. Um, I they still do absolutely try to ruin the lives I think they probably, of people they label. And I diversers. have seen
1: them try to bully people yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, they don't come hassle us. <laughs> well, I'm not worried about getting bullied by anybody from the Scientology. <laughs> be honest with you.
2: I have seen some really funny videos where, like, they're camped out on people's lawns, they just go out and spray
1: them with hoses oh, and stuff. so good, it's delicious. So good. It's that uh, did you watch the Louis Thoreau? Scientology special? No, I should, though. Yeah, you I, know, it wasn't It wasn't that great. It was, No? It, was, it, it certainly wasn't. You know, the thing about Scientology is you already know all the bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. So watching it doesn't really do much. Doesn't add one. Doesn't add anything. Yeah. You watch it and you think, yeah, I kind of knew that. Right. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. I'm sure there's other stuff out there that has been more of a pulling back of this sort of secret shit that goes on that's more horrible. But the stuff that he was doing, the only thing that that they showed and that they really did film a lot of was that sort of uh harassment cuz yeah. he was getting harassed quite a bit during that movie and i wonder if they stop
2: like if they just
1: yeah I they don't, lay off the harassment uh, at some point yeah i imagine i oh gosh how much how much not only regular energy but like Money do you have to spend to harass me? Right? Yeah I don't know. Yeah. you know what I mean, like right. like Probably this a is that's a job. That's a right. job to harass me, you yeah. know, and what do they get out of it? At yeah, point? they just you know, I don't know. they they just it just seems <clears throat> first off, it seems mean for well, yeah, no reason. it is. and it then is. and then it, I think they just get the meanness. I don't yeah. think you get anything out of it because back then, they were harassing people, I think that were sort of going to the media. but now if they're harassing people, they're just harassing some regular person. Well, and the media has already
2: broken Scientology. All the stuff open. is open. <clears throat> it's yeah. already wide open. So it seems like just a maybe, waste of resources. Maybe
1: that's what helped too. Yeah. It's just it's just so many stories come out that people get sick of reporting on it.
2: Yeah, right. Because
1: it's just, you, everybody goes, yeah, I know that those are... Well,
2: and if you're Scientology, you're like, all right, we don't need to do all that harassment stuff because really, what are we going to get out of it? More bad press?
1: Where's their recruitment?
2: I have no idea who's still signing up at this point. Who's still signing up? I do remember in Lincoln Park in Chicago, I remember there was a Scientology yeah. center. yeah And I remember walking past it with some curiosity. Like, what is this? I'd never heard of it. It had the word science sort of attached to it. Had ology. I'm kind of a Scientology. I, I was curious what it was. I walked past it. And I remember seeing the Dianetics book and being like, that's weird. What is this place? And I was curious. I didn't go in because I didn't have time. That's really the only reason. I was a young man, and I was. I remember seeing it and being like, "What is this? What is going on?" Maybe if I had more time, I would have stopped in. Maybe I would have been converted, Cecil. Tom, maybe maybe I'd be a Scientologist. You would have been
1: a Scientologist podcast. (laughs) 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 When I was a kid, they used to play. You might be too young for this. They used to have Dianetics commercials. Oh, I remember them. Oh, I remember them clearly. Dianetics used to have with the volcano. a volcano. Yeah, that's why I keep bringing the volcano because of Dianetics. Yeah, but they they, that was like a. Dianetics, and there would be a 10 or 15 second commercial. It didn't say anything. It wouldn't say anything. I remember asking my dad, like, what is that book? And he's, he's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm a truck driver. Give me a beer. <laughs> so I, don't, I I remember asking and him not knowing. Right. But I remember growing up and forgetting about it. Right. But I imagine that there was, that. that's clearly a recruitment tool back then. Oh, yeah. That's clearly, a rec- the Dianetics book itself was a c- recruitment
2: tool which is insane because I tried to read that a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. We were going to do another book club after yeah. we
1: did The Biggest, Greatest Secret. Biggest Secret. We were going to each read a book yeah. and we started doing it. We did. I read mine, which was a, a a. a what's that guy? The banana guy. Ray Croc, 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 no, or something? No, Ray Croc is the guy who made Ray McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking the Crocoduck. It's Ray Comfort. <laughs> uh, Ray Comfort. I read a Ray Comfort book. Yeah. And mine was short. Yeah. And yours was Dianetics, which is as big as my keyboard. Yeah, Dianetics is. <laughs> I, I I grabbed Dianetics, and it's fucking enormous,
2: and it's not interesting at all. This is it's is it word salad. It's word salad like crazy. I remember reading parts of it to you, I and mean, being like, "This is just nothing, man. Yeah. There's nothing, and it's just like 800 pages of fucking gibberish." Juice. Here's what you do, Tom.
1: Plagiarize first. Run it through chat GPT. Plagiarize <laughs> it. And then come out as one of these incel influencers oh. with a Jordan Peterson, like you say nothing. Yes. But you have this book that's basically Dianetics that Chet GPT spit out. <laughs> 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 and you could be like a Ben Shapiro. You could have a rap song. <laughs> oh, I could have my own rap song. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're missing the boat. You could Did have you, been you a- listen to the rap song? I didn't. I won't, I won't. I will not. I kind of want to hear it. Now. I will not listen to it. I'm going to listen to it. it on my way home. I won't listen to it. I bet it's really good. I actually, like, <laughs> I actually like rap a lot. Yeah. Like, it's one of my favorite types of music. And so, there's no way I'll listen to that.
2: There's a 100% chance I'm going to listen on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy it. Whatever you don't buy it. Oh <laughs> Lord, I'm not going to buy it. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> buy it? No. But now I have to know what the fuck this song is about. It's going to be, I guarantee he's going to say facts and logic in it, at least one time. <laughs> All right. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, this upcoming Thursday will be a mailbag show, a short mailbag show where we dug through our mailbag and read some things that we found. If you want to send us messages, you can always send us messages at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. We read all our mail, so please send us messages. All right, that's going to wrap it up. We're going to catch you next week. Until then, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Grade. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy
3: issue hypno Babylon bullshit.